I know they said they uh, we need to probably put out more tissue boxes. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's all right. I've been crying, putting that video together for like the last three days. So, uh, you know, and I, I've smiled a lot, though, too, because um, it's made me remember. It's made me think back, and um, that's appropriate. We should do that. And this morning, we want to continue in this series called Generations and uh, basically, that's what today is about. It's just called Remember. And uh, we want to talk about how that looks in Scripture and, and plays its part in our life and, and how God intends for that to play its part in our life. We have been using Psalm chapter 145 as kind of our theme verse Psalm chapter 145, verse uh, 4 says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And we want to continue on in that, uh, in that today. In uh, 1930, uh, in Gossler, Germany, there was a guy by the name of Willy Brandt who was 18 years old. And he was working on the roof of the cathedral there in his little town there in Germany. And uh, he was there with, a, with a, a group of roofers that were patching a hole. And they decided to leave a note for future generations. Uh, they wanted to leave a message for those who would come behind them. And they took a little piece of paper and they wrote on that paper, we hope for better times to come. At that time in Germany, they were experiencing uh, joblessness, um, soaring inflation, and so uh, things would actually get much, much worse as if you look back at history and you know what, what was to come. But they, they took that note and they put it in a bottle, sealed up the bottle, and stuck it in that roof uh, it, and, and closed and patched it back up. 88 years later, uh, there was another group of roofers who were patching, doing work on this cathedral, and they found this bottle. And the guy who found the bottle, his name was Peter. He's 52 years old, and he found this bottle, and he pulled this bottle out, and he opened the note and he recognized the letterhead immediately. And then after reading it and seeing the guys who signed it, he recognized one of the people who had signed it as being his grandfather, Willie. That Peter Brandt, 88 years later, working on the same roof, got a message from his grandfather hoping for better, better times to come. You know, and I, I began to think about that. I began to think about what message would I want to leave for the next generation? Or what do I want the next generation to remember? You know, I don't know if you've ever wondered about that. What do you want your kids to remember? What do you want your grandkids to remember? And this morning, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture. Because um, I think that we are we're good, and I've told you this before, and I'll say it again. It's, it's something that I, I think is very true. We are good at remembering things we should forget, and we are good at forgetting things we should remember. That is just the truth. I, I, I think that's, that's something that, that we've all done. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning in verse 9, 
This is what it says. Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. If you skip over to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 7, it goes on and it says this, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. And ask your father, and he will show you. And your elders, and they will tell you. And what is Moses really wanting them to remember? What is he asking them to do? Because Deuteronomy really is the second giving of the law. And so he's asking them to remember everything that God has handed down to them. This word uh, remember is the Hebrew word zakar. Uh, Zakar basically means to remember. But if you think about how this word is, it's, it's really more than history. Memory is more than history. Memory is more than just having facts and figures in your head. Memory is more than just recalling events. See, for Jews, memory was more than just the past events. It was about bringing those past events into the present. And so that's what Moses was wanting the children of Israel to do. He knew if, if you get to chapter 32, He's getting to the end of his life. He understands this. And we talked about this last week, that there's getting ready to be this transition to Joshua. And uh, this transition, Moses is saying, listen, I'm getting ready to die. I'm getting ready to pass. I'm, I'm going to go the way of everyone who's gone before me. And so I want you to remember. And so I want you to call these things to your memory so it just doesn't become an event of the past but that you bring it into your present. And when you bring it into your present, it has a way of working its way into your life. See, there are many people who want to forget things, right? There are some things we don't want to forget, and so if you're like me, uh, I have uh, my key ring, and on it there's this little thing called a tile. And uh, that tile is a GPS tracker, and it helps me remember if I lay my keys down and helps me to find them, right? How many of you have anything like that that, that you've, you've you got? Because you forget stuff, right? Yeah, there you go. You got it on you now. Uh, and so we, we buy these things to help us remember. But see, sometimes there are things that we may just want to forget. At times there are things that maybe we just, it's just painful for us to deal with. Maybe it's painful for us to move through. And so this morning, maybe we would just have to say, you know, Pastor Ryan, I, I, honestly, this morning, there are things I just want to forget. There are things that I would love just to erase from memory. But see, I think we do ourselves a disservice, even with the painful things in life that maybe we want to erase, or maybe we want to push off and say, I don't want to remember this. Maybe there are difficult things for you when you make, you recall relationships or events of the past, and they're difficult for you. There's a guy by the name of uh, Frederick uh, Buckner. He was a, a Presbyterian minister, and he wrote this down, and I love this. I, when I came across this, I thought this, this, I needed to share this with you. This is what Frederick Buckner uh, wrote. He says, I am inclined to believe that God's chief purpose 
in giving us memory is to enable us to go back in time so that if we didn't play these roles right the first time around, we can still have another go at it now. We cannot undo our old mistakes or their consequences any more than we can erase old wounds that we have both suffered and inflicted. But through the power that memory gives us of thinking, feeling, and imagining our way back through time, we can at long last finally finish with the past in the sense of removing its power to hurt us and other people and to stunt our growth as human beings. And I read that and I love that. I love the idea that memory is not just the fact that we can recall events. It's not just the fact that we can recount things and say, well, that happened. But I love the fact that when you start looking at God gave us memory for a reason and a purpose. And I, and I kind of I, I love that idea that being able to remember, to go back and think, are there things that you would do differently? Anybody? Uh, you know, maybe there's things that you would go back and say more. Things that you would do more. Putting this video together, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in even my own family members, my, my dad and then my father-in-law, and I think, you know, if I could go back, what would I do? What would I say, you know? I, I guarantee you I would hug their necks a whole lot longer, you know? I, I, would, I would try to make mo, more of the time that I had. But I love the fact that memory allows us to go back and say, you know what, maybe I got this wrong. And if I could go back, this is what I would do over again. See, I, I don't think this is too far out there because when we get to Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. And it's around Passover, and he sits down to have a meal, uh, so to speak, a Passover meal with his disciples. And this is what the word says in Luke twenty-two nineteen. He says, and he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. What? Do this in remembrance of me. Now, today we're not going to take communion. We're going to do that next week because I want us to be able to do it as families and do it with our kids uh, and, and with us and do it as families. And so, but this week I, I wanted to highlight this because it's interesting to me. It was something as I was reading earlier this week, and it was the question, how did this strike the disciples? Because if you think about it, we have the benefit of looking back over 2,000 years. We know what happens after this, right? But think about the disciples. They don't know what's about to happen. Do you get that? So when Jesus says, we're taking this, this meal and we're breaking this bread, and he says, do this in remembrance of me. They're not thinking about it in terms of his death because Jesus has not died yet. So with this, what are they thinking? And, and maybe what is Jesus trying to get at with them at this moment? Because I know what it means for us now. But at that moment, what was Jesus trying to get at? Was he wanting them to ask the questions of, if I had to do it over again, what would I do? Maybe he's wanting them to remember the last three and a half years that they've walked with him. And say these things, just ask these questions 
what would I, if I could make it better, what would I go back and make better? Or uh, what have I learned in the process? Maybe these are the things that Jesus intends for them to ask during this meal. Ask themselves during this time. Ask themselves because that's what memory allows us to do. Memory allows us to be able to go back and relive that somewhat. And though, like, like we said, it, we cannot erase the consequences of the past. But I do believe that memory allows us to make it more than history. I believe that just as the Jewish people, uh, when they remember every year, they tell stories, they have festivals, and these festivals are so that they can remember. This is one of those words, remember, and remembrance is one of those things you'll see pop up in Scripture over and over and over and over. God tells his people to remember, and even God remembers. You can, you can find places where it says God remembered Noah, but it's not like God forgot about Noah. You know, God, God's not the absent-minded God. So what does that mean when it says God remembered Noah? It's like, oh, man, there's Noah floating out there in the middle of the, you know, the, the ocean. Oh, wow, I've got to go down. and No, it's that God sees him. He knows what Noah's in, and he acts. See, that's what memory allows us to do. Memory is not just about retention. Memory allows us to have redemption. What we're able to do is we're able to go back and say, man, if I could do that again, this is what I would do. This is what I would say. But it brings the past into the present where we say, you know what, maybe I messed up then, and maybe I didn't say it all then, and maybe I should have done it different then, but I have now that I can do this. And that's what Scripture wants us to do when we take the past and bring it into the present. It's so that we can remember to make sure that our future looks different. That if there are mistakes that we've made in the past, if there are things that we've done that we wish we could go back and do over again, you know what? That's what memory allows us to do. It allows us to say, I am here now. God, I do remember, and I do know that as I'm moving forward, this is more than just retention of facts and figures and events. I am going to redeem the time. I'm going to redeem the time that I have now. I'm going to redeem the relationships that I have now. What if we did that, guys? What if we did that? What if we thought about it that way? That we said today, wherever you're going this afternoon, that you make the most of that time. We don't spend the time bickering and arguing because there's enough arguments to go around, right? We've done plenty of that, and I'm honest, I've done plenty of my share. I've been grumpy, and I grumble, and I complain sometimes. And there are times that I'm just in a bad, but then there are these moments where I remember I'm not given forever. I don't have, you know, all the time in the world. My days are numbered. That's what we're reminded in the book of Psalms, that our days are numbered. So do the most that you have with the days that you've been given. So that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that when I think back, that my memory is not just about retention of facts and figures, but it's about me redeeming the time, redeeming the conversations, redeeming the relationships, not missing the moments. Memory is not just about retention, but about redemption. I have a chance to do things different now. I don't have to repeat some of the same choices that I've made in the past. Let memory stir you to action.
I'm going to ask somebody to come play. Last thing I want you to get is this. Remembering requires a response. Remembering requires a response. It requires us to do something. And that's exactly what Moses was getting at when he gave this in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4 and then Deuteronomy chapter 32. He's saying, listen, when you remember, it requires a response from you. It requires you to make a decision. It requires you to do something now as you bring the past into your present so that you can act and move and go forward into your future that God wants for you. How many of you want that? How many of you want that? How many of you today, you'd say, I want to make the most of the time that I have. I've got a family member who's been having some difficulty, medical issues, and he's getting older. And a few days ago, I had the chance to go over and sit with him. And I took my boys, and it was difficult. Because I've seen him, and he's younger, and he's stronger. He had the full capacity of his faculties. He could talk. He could speak. That day I sat before him and it was difficult for him. Difficult for him to speak. He was frustrated trying to communicate. But as I was sitting there, all I could feel was just gratitude. I was so thankful. And the last thing I did before I left is I knelt down and I, we prayed together. And I looked at him and I just said, thank you so much. Because I don't want to waste the moments that I have right now. I don't have many, many days. I don't have a ton of years. I don't, have, I don't know that tomorrow, that today might be my last day. So today I want to make sure that I say the things I need to say. Now I want to take the time to be the person and do the things that I know I need to do, redeem the relationships and the conversations that I need to redeem. And I want that for you too. Can you stand with us? We're going to sing this song together, but I want to come back and I'm going to pray for you and I want you to think about what is it? Who is it? What is it you need to say? Who is it that you need to say it to? What needs to be done? Maybe it's not even words. Maybe it's the fact that you just need to go to somebody and put your arms around their neck and hug them. And maybe you pull them close and you just say, I love you. You know what? You don't have to rehash all the old arguments. You don't have to recount everything that everybody's ever wronged you for or maybe that you've wronged them for. The Bible tells me this, that love covers a multitude of sins. So what would that look like for you? Can we sing this together?
in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good, with every breath that I am able, I will see of the goodness. thank you that you give us the ability to remember. You give us the ability to travel back in time somewhat. And we get a chance to revisit those moments and think about what we'd have done different, think about what we'd have said. So Lord, this morning as we remember the past, it brings us now to the present. And so I'm praying If there are things that we need to forgive, Lord, right now, we forgive it. If there are people we need to forgive, Lord, right now, I pray that we would forgive them. I pray, Father, this morning, if there are things, Lord, that seem that they have held us captive and held us bound, I pray this morning, Lord, that we would go back and just, we'd allow you to release us from this guilty past, but, Lord, Let it become redeeming for us. Let today be redemption for us. But Lord, I pray, Father, that as we move into what the future is going to hold, whatever that looks like, that we make the most of today. We make the most of these moments. 
we give the love that we have to give. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would work in this because that is your goodness. Your goodness works through our families. It works through the love that we have for each other. And I pray, Father, that you would just bring healing and wholeness in our relationships. We thank you today. We ask your blessing on today in Jesus' name. Amen.